friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely fantastic day today. Hope you guys are continuing to keep the truth flowing and continuing to encourage people the best you can. And this morning, on my way to work, I was listening to Jim Rohn, one of his old tapes that he has online, and he was talking about something that was very, very important. And he was talking about basically something that worries you or something basically that, you know, gets you not fearful, but basically engaged to where you go, okay, this, it can be a problem. He said, worrying is something that you can do to alarm yourself. And then take the necessary precautions to handle the situation. He said, but you can never allow worry to start conquering you or it will take you over like a standing army and completely control all of your actions that you do and everything will based on worry. And I've continued to encourage people that in these weird times we're always in right now. If something alarms you or it worries you temporarily, let that be a caution. Let's take a step back and say, okay, let me think about this for a second. Why is it eliciting this response in me? Why am I feeling this way, and is it a legitimate response? And in some cases, it may be. You know, all of a sudden, you see your child running out into traffic. Well, immediately, you're going to be worried, and you need to immediately engage to make sure that they stop or get them or protect them and do something about it. That's healthy. But you can't allow worry to conquer you and make you stand in place and shut your mouth and basically get scared and freeze up and hesitate. I remember I talked to a guy a long time ago, old gunfighter, and he says, hesitation gets you killed. And he's very, very factual on that. In most cases, hesitation will get you killed, especially when it comes into an engaged conflict. That being said, you can't allow yourself to be paralyzed with fear and worry when something comes along again in order to elicit that response. And this is exactly what we're seeing right now with the media over and over and over and over and over again. To the point now, a lot of people have finally had enough of it. And they're starting to stand up. And I saw an article earlier, and it was talking about the uh, Senate now has actually gone ahead and passed the vote to end the transport TSA mask mandate, which this should have been scrapped a year and a half ago once everybody figured out the mask didn't work. But it hasn't, and people have still been getting put on no-fly lists simply for getting on a plane and not wanting to wear a muzzle while they're sitting side-by-side by by somebody. Now, what's interesting about it is, though, You're starting to see here very quickly who are the real just tyrants, who are the real individuals that are just completely and totally overcome with this new sense of control. And Mitt Romney, the piece of garbage that he is, is, I mean, he's as treasonous as it gets in almost every vote that he makes. I don't even know how he calls himself a Republican at all. He was one of the only, actually the only Republican that voted against to stop the mass mandate by the TSA, which there were a ton of Democrats that actually voted to drop this mass mandate. And Rand Paul came out and basically said the Senate today has said enough. We've sent a message to unelected government bureaucrats to stop the unscientific nanny state requirements of travel mask mandates. Since March 2020, unelected bureaucrats have incessantly declared that we should follow the science 
let the same bureaucrats continue to defy science by imposing ineffective, rest- uh, restrictive, and unconstitutional mask mandates for individuals traveling on public transit and airplanes as the entire world is learning to live with COVID and going past it. The federal government still uses fear-mongering to stubbornly perpetuate its mandates rather than giving clear-eyed, rational advice on how to best protect yourself from illness. That is why I forced to vote and applaud the Senate for rejecting this nonsense. And I do have to commend him for that. Some people don't like Rand Paul. Some people do like Rand Paul. As far as I'm concerned, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. And when you see individuals that are actually being outspoken about certain things, that's at least a positive on that side. And so, again, hopefully this is over with. (laughs) However, I said from the very beginning, if we want to stop the mask mandates, people just need to stop flying for a couple months. Just do without. And I, I personally did that repeatedly. There were multiple trips that I actually canceled that I had already set up in place that I had canceled because I was not going to go along with the nonsense. I do know other people, like my friend Michael, he basically ended up going on and basically doing an experiment on a flight and working, you know, bringing like a, a bag of nuts with him and a big cup of coffee and basically drinking and eating the entire time. And I've told you guys I've used that tactic many a times when I've gone places they've tried to do it and I've needed to get somewhere and this is where we have to start going with this people have to stop going along with this narrative of just comply and get past it I can't tell you how many times when I would not comply and I got in arguments and engagements with people especially in 2020 and they would go Austin just put it on. This will be over in a month. Just, just get this over with. You do this, it will be over in a month. We just got to get past the curve. We just have to flatten the curve. We just got to get past this. And ironically enough, it never happened. And they're still not going to allow it to happen if people don't start pushing back. So I talked to him yesterday with Fauci rearing his ugly head back. This is far from over. We need more vaccines now. Literally the day after, the day after. After the CEO of Pfizer came out and said their fourth injection, their booster shot, is now ready. Now think about that for a second. As I told you, it appears to me, I'm not accusing anybody, it's just my opinion, it appears to me that Fauci has some underlying motive or some financial incentive to shill for Pfizer because it seems awfully odd every single time. This has happened now on five occasions that I've documented Every single time that the Pfizer CEO comes out and makes a hard statement about we have another shot available, we have a booster shot available, or we have new clinical trials that are going to be available, we need to get something approved, Fauci almost invariably every single time comes out immediately thereafter and supports and says, we need to get this shot immediately now, we need to get this done, which obviously, as we've seen now in the last couple of years, the conflict of interest, that term is basically meaningless anymore now when it comes to our officials in the United States, in the Senate, in Congress, it, it doesn't even matter anymore. The term literally doesn't mean anything. It's just, oh, whatever. If somebody's invested in this and they're mandating a law that supports this company to make sure they get a contract and they get $10 billion, that's fine. Even though they have 30% of the shares in it, it's fine. They're going to get the contract and they're voting for this company to get the $10 billion grant to produce this. I mean, it, it's happened over and over and over and over and over again. So then it becomes the thing. You have to start acknowledging it and calling it out for what it is. This is why they've done so much damage control and trying to ignore about what's happened with the bio labs in Ukraine. And more and more information is coming out now than we talked about in detail. And every time something comes out now, the administration is so hardcore propagandized now as far as trying to promote their agenda. They literally flat out point blank lie about it and say, nope. 
there's no evidence of bio labs whatsoever in Ukraine under any circumstances. We've never had anything to do with that. And then turns around, we had everything to do with it. We funded them. We ran them. We worked on them. And then they go, well, okay, so those bioweapon labs that were there were actually Soviet era bioweapon labs, and we were working to destroy all the pathogens like the plague and anthrax that they had there. Well, then we go, okay, well, if that's been going on for 10 years, how has those pathogens and those bioweapons not been destroyed already? And why in the world are you still saying that you don't have bioweapon labs there when now you're admitting you did have them there and you're working on destroying them? Oh, well, here's the thing now. Because they didn't get destroyed, Russia's going to try to take them and steal all the bioweapon labs that we didn't have in the facilities we didn't run in the places that we didn't pay for. And so, uh, yeah, by the way, we, we got it. now Russia's going to steal them. So we got to make sure we fight against Russia to do this. The lies don't stop. It's kind of like if you've seen the movie 13 Hours. When he gets on the phone, he's asking for backup, and he goes, you need to call the Pentagon and tell them you have military and CIA and that undisclosed secret CIA location that doesn't exist and that we need support right now. It's funny because this happens on a regular basis. There was an article the other day that got completely whitewashed. I mean, didn't even get a hill of beans coverage. Basically, that Iranian missiles came in and dropped in on an Israeli Mossad compound in Iraq that wasn't even supposed to be there. There was some secret Mossad compound. Well, of course, it got pulled up like for one article on Breitbart, and then it got scrubbed. I didn't see anything about it again. Oh, well, well Iran, Iran's in launching missiles into you know sovereign Iraq. I don't know why they would do this. Iran's bad, bad, bad. No, Grant, I'm not a fan of Iran. I'm not a fan of Sharia law, Muslim Brotherhood, or any of that nonsense. But it's interesting to me when I first saw the article about the missiles actually hit a – underground, essentially off-books Mossad compound that was there, kind of like the CIA annex in Syria and Benghazi, in Libya, Benghazi. These are the things that continue to come about, and they don't want you to look at them. Now we're seeing the research that's coming out now from the UK that I've been looking at all week that came out basically the end of last week and was interesting about it. And uh, the UK government has now confirmed that nine out of every 10 deaths related to COVID-19 are found in those fully vaccinated. The data in the U.S. is very different, and this may be due to the large part of the CDC definition used to identify who's actually vaccinated. According to the whistleblower who worked on Pfizer's phase three COVID injection clinical trials, as we know, they said that the data was falsified, patients were unblinded, the company hired poorly trained people to administer the injections, the follow-up on reported side effects lagged way behind. The testimony was published November last year in the British Medical Journal by investigative journalist Paul Thacker. And now we're seeing, as the Pfizer documents have been released under the Freedom of Information Act that I've talked about and we've posted, there is a plethora of information that doesn't even make sense on the aspect of how this shot possibly got approved, even for emergency use. When you have a drug or a vaccine or anything you're trying to produce from a pharmaceutical standpoint, and you have on the clinical trials in three months showing that there's over 1,200 known side effects from this injection, there's no plausible reason why any government board or approving agency would say, you know what, this is a good idea to give this emergency use. There's only 1,200 known side effects. We're just going to give it emergency use and hope for the best. Nobody would do that in their right mind. They would simply go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not only are we probably going to halt these clinical trials because these things are unbelievably dangerous and people are dropping dead. You guys need at least another year, year and a half, two years of trials to see what's going on with the shot and why it's causing all these side effects. That's what a normal 
body would do as far as when they're going in to approve something. They didn't do that. They immediately rubber stamped it and then had the audacity to come out and tell everybody that they were mandated to get it if they had any type of job or business and that OSHA was going to go in and mandate this shot that had this level of side effects. This was the overall goal is to get as many people injected with the swill as possible. Now, the report from the expose in the U.K. points out while the world's been distracted with the invasion of Ukraine, the U.K. government study quietly released a report confirming nine in every ten deaths from COVID-19 in England were in people who were fully vaccinated. The report, 2022 report, came from the U.K. Health Security Agency, which publishes weekly surveillance. The report contains several tables of raw data showing the vast majority of people were infected, hospitalized, or died from COVID were fully injected. The expose demonstrated step-by-step how the data gathered from January 24, 2022 through February 28, 2022 supported their assertion. And the U.K. health authorities differentiate between those who had never received a shot and those who had received one, two, or three doses. Okay, you hear what I said there? So they either say if you've never received a shot, you basically are unvaccinated in the classification category. If you receive one shot or two shots or three shots, any combination at any point in time, you're classified as vaccinated. All told, there were 1,086,434 cases of COVID and vaccinated individuals that accounted for 73% of all cases during that period. If you remove children from all equations, vaccinated individuals accounted for 91% of all cases in the categories. This is what's crazy about this and what's interesting now. If you look at the CDC data, this is how they've manipulated the data. The CDC You are not considered vaccinated at all under any circumstance until it's been at least at minimum two weeks past your second Pfizer injection. In some cases, I've heard up to four weeks past, but this is what the CDC guidelines is going by. Remember, the first shot, you have to wait four weeks before you can get the second shot, which means at bare minimum, you have six weeks total of time to basically either get sick, contract COVID, have side effects, get myocarditis, any of the above. And there are not one single reference to those side effects being referred to as as in a vaccinated individual. If you have side effects, if you get COVID, if you die, if you get hospitalized with six weeks within any of the shots, essentially, within the first shot, they consider unvaccinated. This is how they have twisted and manipulated the data. And then what's happened now, if you have long-term side effects, say three months, six months, 12 months down the road, they also variable that as not boosted, which is also being used from what I've heard now to say you are not fully vaccinated if you have not gotten the third booster now after six months, meaning if you get sick and you die or you have health problems from myocarditis six months after you get the injections, you are now no longer considered vaccinated in that group this is how the cdc has been manipulating the data to try to act like people are getting not getting the injection and they're getting sick however the uk expose now that has come out clearly shows this shot is having horrific side effects all the way to the point now even across the pond in australia i saw an article earlier where australia now is trying to hide the massive surge of heart attacks in young adults as it being vaccine damage, they're trying to blame it now. You're going to get this as a new genetic defect that has suddenly started popping up in Australia. This causing horrific blood clots and causing heart attacks and myocarditis randomly in individuals because they have some new genetic defect that's now showing up in themselves when they hit 30, 40 years old. 
This is what's called pure propaganda. When you cannot cover up the lies, you come up with full lies, full bold-faced lies to cover up your other lies. And you continue to do so until people finally get to a point where they either call you out, and then you call them liars and science deniers, or they finally just go in and they become susceptible and they just believe what you're saying because they can't understand how somebody could bold-faced lie to them this much and actually be in some position of government when we have found now over the last couple of years, essentially everything you hear in the media is a bold-faced lie now, which is unfortunate, but a fact that we have to combat on a regular basis. What do you think, Deb? You know, Austin, uh, it, the whole thing's just turning into this, and it hasn't turned into it. It's been this. You know, the world basically was given the truth, but it's preferred the lies. The people in the United States and globally have been lied to so much by the Sabbatine, Kabbalist, Luciferian, Frankist cult that it just looks back at things now and just thinks, oh, well, I guess we can't do anything about it. So it's easier just to believe the lie. Yep. You know, light is coming to the world, but the world has preferred the darkness is what Jesus said, and it's the truth. You know, people don't want to know the truth. It's like that one movie, you know, with Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise. You can't handle the truth, and it's true. People don't want to know. Folks are so caught up, and I understand this because I've been there before. They're working two jobs, maybe a third. They're trying to pay rent or trying to pay their mortgage or trying to pay the car payments or trying to pay their hospital bills or on and on and on and on. And, you know, then one of them, the husband and the wife, one of them loses their job. they got to find another job, and they start living on credit cards. And the whole thing becomes so unsustainable that they basically don't think about anything else and they don't want to be burdened with anything else because their cup runneth over so to speak they literally can't handle the truth they don't want to know and and that's what they've done to the united states and they do that through the problem action solution through galian dialectic and through constant shell shock of what they do and what they throw at us so that people just finally just stop and say stop just make the pain go away that's where we are as a country as a nation as a world the Sabbatean Frankist cult has done this. I mean, look at that video of Zelensky dancing in black leather tights, you know, totally satanic. You know, I mean, this guy's unbelievable. He's just a total pervert. And yet he's the one now addressing Congress and telling them to pose a no fly over, you know, over the whole doggone country of the Ukraine so that we can get ourselves into World War Three. Why does that? Why? Do, why do people? Why does Congress even think? I would never have attended something like that if he had spoken. I would just not be there. Last night, I was so disappointed. Oh, gosh, I can't tell you how disappointed I was. Sharon was listening to a, a church service, and uh, you know, and I, and I thought it was going to get pretty good because he started talking about having to turn off social media because he was going to cover some things that basically you know, weren't going to be able to be used on social media. And so we listened. We said, okay, well, this guy's going to get pretty good here. And all of a sudden he starts talking about how great Zelensky is and how – great ukraine is and how bad russia is and i looked at sharon and i said wow wow he's he's marching to the mainstream media dance he's doing exactly what they want him to do is it because of his 10 20 30 million dollars in debt with his multiple facilities that he's trying to pay for i don't know but the world has preferred the darkness and it saddens me it really is and this, this morning i was praying and i brought this pastor up to the Lord in prayer. And I said, Lord, you know, open his eyes so he can see what's going on. And then I said, and also open my eyes, make me see more what's going on, what's really what's going on behind the scenes. And then I started doing some research this morning. I started saying, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. This is the group that's still doing this, which we talk about on an ongoing basis. So I'm going to cover some of that. But I want to talk about Laura Logan. 
she's now claiming, you know, she's a former CBS, you know, correspondent, you know, with 60 Minutes. I mean, this is a big time press person who was fired because she talked about some things she supposed to bring up last year. But she basically claims that the puppet Zelensky was selected as she did a rant linking the Ukraine to the Nazis and the occult. The former 60 Minutes correspondent, a one-time Fox Nation host, who was dropped by her agent in January for comparing Anthony Fauci, which she correctly did, by the way, to Nazi doctor Joseph Mengele, is back with some more controversial comments that included the Nazis. I'm going to post all of this stuff because, I, guys, I want you to read this. Uh, she's pretty much on point. And, he, and here's the problem. I know another guy who used to be a cabinet-level position with the Reagan White House and you know, and I've, I've, I've traded emails with him, and, and I, t- I sent him a link this morning, and I said, you know, you've got to see what's going on because you're seeing part of it, but you're not seeing all of it. And, and, you, and you've got to understand how the central banks are controlled because he was talking about how the central bank in Russia is being controlled by a person from the West, which would be a Rothschild banking cartel person, but he hasn't quite, unless he's not speaking about it, put together the pictures of this puzzle. And, you know, and here's an interesting thing that – came out today. It's another article that says Ukraine and the Deeper Global Suicide Agenda. It talks about author F. William Engdahl reveals the history behind the invasion of the Ukraine by Russia when the 1990s when the Soviet Union collapsed. The U.S. Secretary of State James Baker gave a verbal promise that NATO would not move one inch to the east. The promise was broken many times. Engel wrote that in the Maidan massacre in 2014 was perpetrated by CIA-organized snipers who killed dozens of student protesters and also police. The prime minister fled and was replaced by a candidate who was handpicked by the U.S. State Department. The coup led to a civil war and ethnic cleansing of Russian speakers, up to 40 to 50,000, some people say. Currently, there are multiple threats to Russia from Ukraine, including the possibility of nuclear bomb being developed at Chernobyl and the U.S.-funded bioweapon research labs, which are up to 30 now as far as being disclosed. Engel considers whether the difficult conflict in Ukraine could be a cover. Listen. For a calculated move to use sanctions against Russia to cause global collapse and an energy crisis, food shortage, and worse, to advance the Davos 2030 Greater Reset Agenda. Guys, how many times have I told you that? This is all a cover story. They're trying to push their 2030 global United Nations one world government via Davos, via Klaus Schwab, the pervert who likes to run around in women's heels and stockings and walk on the beach with all kinds of risque out. I'm not even going to call him. He's sick, okay? There's something wrong with him. He's so steeped in Satanism and the Kabbalah and Luciferianism that he can no longer differentiate what reality is from what he sees reality is because his reality is Lucifer. And once you understand that this is how these people think through this and how they see this, this criminal cabal that's consisting of basically a group of sabotage – let me go back to 1666. Back in 1666 – there was a basically a guy who claimed to be the Jewish rabbi. His name was Sabbatain Zivi. He came in and he basically inverted Judaism and said we have to make everything evil all of the time in order to try to resurrect the serpent god because he was a Kabbalist. He wanted to bring Lucifer back on the planet because the planet was completely evil. Now, this group picked up about a million followers. He ended up converting to become a Muslim. No joke on any of this. And then he died. Well, about a 100 years later, Frank, Jacob Frank, came out and picked up this guy's mantle of, of Sabatain Zivi, and he brought, he's the one who brought the Rothschild banking cartel into 
the Luciferian agenda and the New World Order under this Kabbalist Luciferian rhetoric of making everything evil all of the time and having a one world order to allow this group of people who run the planet who don't believe that they're the same DNA we are. In fact, I heard one of them say the other day they're from another dimension, another planet, another universe. I'm not, I can't make it up. I wouldn't, I'm not going to play it on the air because it was so bizarre and how they're here for only one reason to take over the planet and to rule the world. Okay. They believe that their God, the snake God, this Einsoff character, this snake in a tree has given them the mandate to basically take us, the Gentiles, the Goyim, the, the, basically the cattle on the planet and subdue us and restrict us and reduce our population and take control of us and turn us into slaves. And you think, Gosh, Ted, that sounds ludicrous. I know it sounds stupid, guys. And quite frankly, when I first read it, I thought, these guys are in the back smoking the wacky weed. Something's wrong with these guys. They're meth heads or they're hallucinating or they're seeing things. They're not, this can't be right. But the deeper I dig into this stuff, I start seeing the, 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 the connecting cords and all of this stuff. And it's like it's turned into a cancer, literally, that's killing humanity. And you think, what, what is this? Well, this, this Sabbatain Frankism, which is what it is, it it's basically dates back to the 1600s. It was the basis of the modern Illuminati. The Rothschilds are Sabbatean Frankists. They control the banking system. They use Freemasonry, and they have empowered a class of, how should they say, Goyim or Gentiles, which are basically like Hillary Clinton and you know, <laughs> Donald Trump and all the rest of these guys in order to do their work to prevent their name from being out there and doing it. Their advanced agenda is to destroy civilization and to steal what God has done for us through the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ. Remember, this goes back into a spiritual war in the heavenlies that's been going on for literally millennial, thousands of years. It's been happening and happening and happening. The angels and everything, the this, this demonic influence, all this stuff's been fighting us. The humans were taught to feed these demonic entities, the ancient Canaanite religions through the use of human sacrifice, sacrificing the souls of these innocents, these little children in the arms of Baal and Moloch and Asherah. And this same group has been doing this now. They're the ones who polluted the Old Testament with Genesis chapter 6. They're the same ones who have done this all the way up to the current age. Now let's look at communism, all these Kabbalists that have been involved in all of this. Stuff. I'm going to give you some names today. I haven't done this. I'm going to give you some names. Communism, we know that was Karl Marx, Kabbalists. Sexual, depra the sexual depravity, that was Sigmund Freud, Kabbalist. Corporate leftism, Bernays, cousin of Sigmund Freud, basically another Kabbalist. Multiculturalism, Horace Kalin, another Kabbalist. Destructivism and critical race theory, Walter Benjamin, another Kabbalist, Luciferian. Frankfurt School was by Adorno, another Kabbalist, Luciferian. Radical jurisprudence, that was Brandist, Frankfurter, and Cardozo. All of them, again, Kabbalists. They were presumably be Kabbalists. Large-scale, non-selective immigration. That would be Zangwill and Emma L L L Lazarus. <laughs> okay, this, this is the group. They're all, these people that I just mentioned, are linked to Sabbatan Frakism. This is a distinct quasi-satanic schism with Jewry. And I will come back and say it's not quasi-satanic. It is satanic. The extraordinary prevalence of these Sabbatean Frankists' influence upon these top quote intellectuals from 1850 to 1950 is impossibly statistically to deny its role because of the impossible coincidences. This Sabbatean group, they sought to invert traditional values, including the Ten Commandments, 
restrictions on restrictions on perversion of sexuality, man dominion over the environment, etc. Further, seventeen frankism frankisms apoplectic nature. The modern left is basically it has irrational, destructive impulses to create a third temple to create a nuclear war or some other type of war, some type of other genocide using different viruses, etc., to reduce the population of the planet. It's always the same people. And see, when you understand this, you start to understand who's doing this. The failures of the communist satanic left do not represent good faith. Okay, Secular humanist efforts gone wrong. It is very possible that Freud, Marx, and these other 17 Frankist intellectuals built their ideas simply to destroy the world and the West. The U.S. Supreme Court was heavily influenced by the Sabbatan Frankists. Their impact helped to cause a revolution via the court in the 50s and 70s that, that imposed decadent anti-Christian values on the United States. Since the left is fundamentally a quasi-Satanic movement committed to Kabbalah and Luciferianism, they're here to destroy Christian civilization. This is the group that runs the planet. And and once you get this and you understand it, you kind of look at it and you go, wait a minute, why are they doing this? Well, because they want their 20s. Remember, remember, (laughs) the entire World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, they're all satanic. They're all Kabbalists. Look at what they sponsored and what they helped to create in Switzerland with the opening of the Gothard Tunnel. Guys, watch the videos. It was a full blown druid worship ceremony look what they did at cern a few years ago they had a quote they said mock human sacrifice from some of the scientists out in front of the statue of the goddess shiva out at the entrance of this place called cern where they're doing all of this god particle stuff they say and actually in essence what they're doing is they're opening interdimensional entities to a pathway for these interdimensional entities we'll come to and from our dimension Without having to go through the veil, this is what they're all doing. These people are a bunch of weirdos, okay? And so, so I always I laugh when I say this one because I always I've talked about this a couple of times, and then they when they got caught on camera doing this this mock supposedly mock it may have been real human sacrifice in front of this statue Shiva out in front of CERN. They got them on videotape. The tape got released by somebody working there in security and went global viral. They said, oh, some of our scientists got drunk, and they conducted a mock human sacrifice just for fun out in front of the god of Shiva. And, and I'm going to say this again that I've said it before. <laughs> I've been drunk. Okay, I got drunk in college a couple of times. I wish I had never done it. It doesn't make you feel good the next day. But never in my wildest imagination when I was drunk did I think I was going to go out and sacrifice a human being to Satan or Lucifer or some <laughs> demon, right? And Austin's laughing because it's true. That's true. What is wrong with these people? Did somebody drop them on their head? And you think, well, th- th- they were just having a good time. No, nobody goes out and sacrifices a human, whether mock or real, because they're just having a good time and they're good old boys in a frat house somewhere killing people. Unless maybe it's skull and bones up at Yale or some other weird sacrifice, weird ritual they're doing in there. And I don't think their level, I don't even think that group is reduced to this level of depravity. And of course, but let's not forget Bohemian Grove, where they have a mock. We think it's mock. We don't know. This person's wrapped up in a bunch of bandages. Mock human sacrifice in the cremation of care ceremony they have out there every year under the redwood trees underneath the giant owl as another sacrifice of a human. That's who runs the planet. It's this group. But, you know, but we can't talk about that. You know, and so the whole thing about this is it's about the mafiosa groups that are running the world. 
right? You know, three quarters of Zelensky's cabinet is basically Kabbalist. You know, you you guys don't know that, but he, he also has a Kabbalist handler. You know, you know, this we got to realize who these people are. Have you ever heard of Ehor Kolobinsky? I'm going to spell it K O L O M O Y S K Y. He's a prominent member of Shabad, which is a Kabbalist group that studies the Zohar, which are the groups that are running this. According to Golanzo, the guy who wrote part of this article, this guy's very bad man, and he's one of the many billionaires of Ukraine. And he's a Kabbalist. He started his own media empire, like Rodolph Murdoch of Fox, okay? and then he created a show about a teacher becoming a president of Ukraine. This is the same thing he did. He was a front guy for like Soros is. He chose Zelensky and used his money to promote the show. Zelensky is a puppet of Kolomoski. Kolomoski hates Christianity. He hates Orthodox Christianity. He, you know, he basically he has business dealings in the Donbass where there's huge mineral and metal, metal companies. Kolomoski has both religious and racial animosity towards the Russians and seeks to destroy them. It's Kolomoski that set up the Azov, A-Z-O-V brigade, the Nazi brigade, and the other neo-Nazi units in Donbass. This has this guy is the, is the head guy, the bad guy. He's the bad guy over there that's doing all this. And, you know, when you, when you take a look at this stuff, you look at Lindsey Graham, that weirdo who carries a purse. You know, he was in Ukraine in 2019 praising the Ukrainian push to out the Russians from Donbass, praising the nationalism of the Ukrainians, which is pure Nazism. So when we have to take a look at all of this stuff, let's look at overall arching goal of what's happening here. Why did we go into Iraq and unseat Saddam Hussein? It wasn't about 9-11. It was a lie. Why did we go into Libya and unseat Munar Qaddafi? It wasn't about a 9-11. It was about a lie. Why did we try to take out Assad in Syria? Why does Russia, Iraq, Libya, and Syria all have in common? Dictatorships, authoritarianism, separatism. Okay? This is what they want. They don't want people to have that. They want to have everything controlled through an international world bank with their own currency being put into place, having central banks in all of these areas and all of these countries that are controlled via the Rothschild banking cartel. That's it. They're all about rebuilding that third temple to bring in their antichrist. And that's why I constantly talk about this stuff because nobody else wants to talk about it. Because why? Because it's just a, it's a nightmare dealing with it. Crimea for Kamlowski, Soros, Bloomberg, you know, Tom Steyer, Zuckerberg, they all work together. It's the same mafia cult on the world stage. Everybody out there has a handler. Nixon has his handler, Kissinger. Bush is neocons. Trump is Kushner. All of these groups are part of that Shabbat group in many cases, or straight Kabbalists in many cases, and Luciferianisms. These people are the ones who sit around sacrificing children and drinking their blood at the highest levels. This is pure Satanism. But the problem is everybody wants to talk about you know, all these latest little things they're doing to obfuscate what's happening. They want to pretend like what I just talked about doesn't exist. Oh, nothing to see there. Look away. Look away. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. Look at the great and powerful eyes and the fire and the brimstone and all the things he's saying to you. Don't pull the curtain away. I just pulled the curtain away. I gave you names and places here of these people that are running this, this insane Jewish mafiosa group that's running the planet with the Italian mafia, the Jewish mafia, the Irish mafia, the Russian mafia. All these people work together to promote and foment organized crime and overthrow civilizations and countries to bring in their new world, one world satanic order. That's who does this. So we can pretend like, oh, this isn't happening. 
The guy is dancing in high heels in leathers with a bunch of other queers. Okay? You cannot see that. I watched like five seconds of it. I still want to puke. I can't believe that this is the guy who's talking to Congress. He has been put in by, I just told you the guy's handler name, on that TV show, just like they did Donald Trump with The Apprentice to control everything. I told you this the other day. I'm at the airport, and I had the opportunity. I know a friend of mine over there has got a, got a, uh, got a place that he repairs planes, and there was an astronaut who had his airplane there. I kid you not. It was a Saratoga. Piper Saratoga, and they were taking it on a check flight, and I said to him, can I fly with you guys? And they said, absolutely, hop in. So I hopped into the co-pilot seat, and we took off. We flew to Saratoga. It was a blast. I had a great time. And we we come back down, and they tell me it belongs to an astronaut. I'm like, oh, well, I'm there, you know, talking to my friends, and all of a sudden the astronaut walks up. I told you a story. The astronaut walks up. And says, is my plane ready? And he had his handler with him. He had his handler with him. And I started asking him questions, and the handler stepped right up between us, right up beside us, to make sure that everything this astronaut who had been on multiple space shuttle missions would be in accordance to what he was supposed to say. Why is it that pretty much every Apollo astronaut that we can document was a high-level Mason? Why is it there's a flag staked on the moon and it starts waving in the breeze in a supposed vacuum. <laughs> Why is it they show us a perfectly circular Earth, and then we find out later that it's a, it's a NASA, basically a painting of a rendition of what the Earth is supposed to look like from orbit as a round globe? Why is it? <laughs> it just goes on and on, okay, guys? We've been lied to so much by this Kabbalist Luciferian sect. Then why is it that all of a sudden people say, well, the only reason that Kennedy said that was outdo the Russians because they had better German rocket scientists than we did to push the race to the moon? Now, I'm going to say this. I don't believe Apollo went to the moon. I think it was a giant psychop. But I'm also going to say this. I believe that we have the technology and we have been to the moon. But it wasn't to Apollo. It's all a bunch of lies. And when you finally step back and you realize the extent of it, they tell you that education and student loans are the most important thing that you can do in order to further your life and further your career. And now we have trillions of dollars in student loans with completely useless degrees like underwater basket weaving to be facetious and all this other junk that you can never market, but yet you still have a hundred to $150,000 in student loans. They tell you that vaccines are good for you, that GMOs won't hurt you, and that, you know, Anna Nicole married for love. <laughs> are you kidding me? And that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, and that Zelensky likes to wear high heels and run around in leathers and dance with a bunch of queers, but that means he's normal. What the heck? Levine is nominated as Woman of the Year, that stinking weirdo that Biden appointed yesterday? What is wrong with the population of this world? Oh, that's right. They're being twisted. Every which way but loose. They're being used by the evil cult that runs everything because they've dumbed us down because fluoride is good for you. Tricyclic antidepressants are unhealthy for you. You know, serotonin uptake inhibitors, everybody needs those. And according to the Sackler family and Purdue Pharma, everybody needs to be on at least a three-month prescription of OxyContin. And don't worry about three months of OxyContin. You won't get addicted. It's a healthy drug to take every single day of your life because it's good for you. What? And then they get sued 
all these different states because they've got so many people hooked on opiates now from Purdue Pharma. So then what do they do? They restrict the amount of opiates they can be given from their doctor. So these people are forced onto the street to buy Oxycontin for manufacturing facilities out of India and Pakistan that work for the CIA and get their heroin directly out of Afghanistan on C-130 transport planes to manufacture this quote-unquote drug to be sold on the streets in the United States to fund the black ops of the CIA. But nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Move on. You don't have to be concerned that 70 million people in the United States are now addicted to opiates. It's good for them. It's the Chinese opium wars all over again. Get the people so drugged down and so sick that they can't fight. And all they do is want you to just give them their drugs, give them their fix, or give them their food stamps, or give them their government assistance, and just do what they need to do in order to get by and comply. I watched a video the other day, and uh, you know, Austin reported immediately on thereafter about what happened in L.A. when these people are south or someplace in California, when the guy gets attacked by a homeless person and knifed. The guy's all dressed up, laying in the gutter, fighting. And nobody had enough testosterone or intestinal fortitude or testicular fortitude, put it that way, to say, no, don't do that. How about somebody picks up a trash can and hits the bad guy upside the head with it if they don't have a gun? How about that? How about four or five guys grab this guy? How about the other day in Germany where this girl refused to wear a mask? <laughs> God. And four or five people get off the train with her and beat her up, and nobody does anything. They get her. They beat her up and put her in the hospital because she refused to be compliant with the mask mandates. What has happened to the human race? Well, this is what happens when you take Jesus out of the equation. <laughs> when Jesus says, I've come to give you life and give you life more abundantly, and you ignore that. Yesterday, I talked to a guy, and he's trying to get a job you know, with an airline. This guy's gay, and I was trying to be nice to him. And I asked him, I said, what, can you, what are you going to do for God if I pray for you and you get this job with the airline? He's in his early 40s. And he looked at me and goes, nothing. And basically, he didn't believe in God. His background was, I'm sure, it was Russian Jewish. His, probably his grandparents came over from Russia. And I asked him, I said, do your parents ever take you to church? He goes, well, no, never. I said, do you believe in God? He goes, well, no, not really. And I said, so you don't believe in God, but you want me to pray for you so that God will give you a job, but you're not willing to do anything for God. And he goes, well, he was going to try to go with a sub-airline. And I said, well, he goes, the only thing that I would believe it was God is if you prayed that I could go United Airlines and I would get in with United because he has like 4,000 hours of flight time. And I looked at him, I looked at him and I said, do you want me to pray for you to get on the United Airlines? And he goes, no, don't do that. And I said, why not? He goes, well, I don't want to do that. I'm like, you just told me that was your goal. Didn't want to do that. Why? Because he's been trained for so long. He never went to church as a child. I asked him, I said, did, you, did your parents take you to church or synagogue or anything when you were little? No, ever. So from the time he was three until eight years old, when he was in a state of brainwave state, and he could be taught about the things of God and understand and build the faith in him, his parents never took him anywhere. So now he is in his 40s, homosexual, okay, <laughs> messed up in the head, probably likes to dance in leather tights and high heels. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I don't want to know. All right, But yet the things of God are no interest to him. See, this is the importance that I'm talking to you about today. You've got to maintain your relationship with Jesus and with your children. I'll tell you again, from the time I can remember as a small child, 
I was taking to church every single Sunday. My father put it in the divorce papers with my mother that we had to be confirmed in the Lutheran church. And every single Sunday, I went to Sunday school. For years on end, I got perfect attendance, perfect attendance for Sunday school and church. Perfect attendance. Got Bibles for that. And every year, every time I went to church on Sunday morning, I would talk and we would read, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered in Pontius Pilate, was, rectorate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from which he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Every single Sunday we had responsive reading and we read that every single week when I was a small child and then as I got older after it got confirmed my mom quit taking us to church I fell away, came back when I was 23 years old the Bible says train up your children in the way they should go and when they are old they will not depart from it you've got to give your children a chance because this world is tugging so hard so the other day, Savannah, my 19-year-old, brought a young man over that she thought about going out on a date with. He has to come by and meet the parents. <laughs> you guys can imagine what that's like. And uh, so I'm sitting on the back porch, and I looked at him, and first thing I said, tell me about your relationship with Jesus. And he looked at me kind of funny. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, that's a simple question. Would you go to church on a regular basis? Have you gone to church? And he didn't, hadn't gone to church in years and years. That's a problem, isn't it, for a parent, especially a parent like me, who's totally committed and sold out to the lordship of Jesus Christ when the daughter shows up with a guy who's a heathen. And so he went out to the car, and I told Savannah, I said, come here and talk to me for a minute. And she did, and I said, this guy's not saved. He has no interest in following Jesus. He has no interest in being part of a church group. A couple of weeks later, he comes over again, and I said to him, I said, why haven't you taken my daughter to church yet? Why have you gone to church with him? And you guys think, did you really do that? Yes, guys, I don't make stuff up. I don't do that. I tell you the truth. I always tell the truth. I, and so he's gone. So finally she realized that she told him pretty much last night, look, you know, my dad, my parents don't approve of you. You know, you don't go to church. So we're done. Guys, listen to me. It has to be that way with your children. This is why we're on the slippery slope to hell in this country right now and why they're trying to take our country away from us. Because we allow these Kabbalist Luciferians, and I named and I named and I named them today, to come in and take over our Christian values and subvert it and give us Hollywood and give us perversion. Why is no one on mainstream media talking about Zelensky in high heels and leather tights except for Laura Logan, who's been kicked out of mainstream media? <laughs> because she's telling the truth. When she compared Fauci to Mangala, she's right. The difference is Fauci's just another Kabbalist Luciferian as far as I'm concerned, probably high-level Mason. He's just doing the bidding of his master Lucifer. That's all he's doing. We're not done with these vaccine mandates yet, as, as Pfizer basically tells us now. We have a fourth one in the, in the shot. We talked about it yesterday on the show. And now Germany's about to lock themselves down again and force more vaccine mandates. And, you know, here's what's interesting. Major League Baseball is now requiring like all of their cameramen and all of their people there. And now they're going to be requiring people who come to the stands to watch the games to bring a vaccine passport with them. Do you think this is over with? Do you think they shut down the economic world engine so they could say, okay, guess what, guys? It's over with now. We're going to give you your freedoms back. No. 
They're not going to do that. We have to fight for every inch of our freedom to be taken back to us. We have to. That's why Austin and I said to you, and you guys, some of you guys, guys got really mad. Don't go into places that require you wear a mask. If, if, if they do, just if you have to do it, do it with duress. Say, I don't appreciate this. I don't like this. And I'm doing this because you're forcing me to do it. And I'm going to go somewhere else if I have to. Like I did just the other day at Disney when they tried to pat me down and beat me down and all the other crazy things they tried to do verbally. I said, no, we're not going to do this. We're going to leave. I don't have to give you my money. <laughs> I don't have to say okay. I don't have to do any of this stuff. Guys, listen to me. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. Don't turn into that guy I talked to yesterday who basically has no interest in God whatsoever. Totally secular. Don't do that. Don't become that person. Don't allow your children to become that, those, that, those people. We've got to stand our ground. It's like Drone, Drone said and also quoted Ron earlier today. If you allow fear to overwhelm you, it would be like a standing army about you, and you're scared, and you'll do anything that you're told to do under, under fear. You can't do that. We have freedom in Jesus. Stand firm in the word. Also, go ahead and finish it up today. I appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And always keep your heads high. Remember, you're in covenant with the Most High God through Jesus Christ. You can do all things through Christ. If God be for you, who could possibly be against you? Finish it up, Oz. Absolutely well said. And I mean, you made the comment earlier about this, this cross-dressing male pervert, Richard Levine. They call him Rachel Levine, who's the head of the health department. <laughs> I can't even, can't even make this stuff up now. You know, I mean, he's part of, part of the health secretary. And USA Today nominated him woman of the year. I mean, I can't, I can't think of something more insulting to do to females than to do something like this. A 65-year-old grown man who wants to wear high heels and pretend he's a female and be called Rachel Levine instead of Richard Levine, USA Today nominates him Woman of the Year. I mean, what what happened to the whole, uh, oh, we need women's rights. Oh, we need women's liberation. Oh, we need respect women. But we're letting a grown 65-year-old perverted senile man that basically is a complete and total cross-dressing weirdo get nominated woman of the year. I can't think of something more insulting if I was a female. I really can't. I, I, that, they're so beyond insulting. And the fact that, I mean, nobody even has a problem with it. The only person I've seen in mainstream news, mainstream media that called it out was Candace Owens. She said it was complete and totally insulting, repressive, and ridiculous. She said you can't just pick your gender or your race and just pick it out of a hat because you want to change it. She said you're born the way you are. Deal with it. And this is another example of bringing in full-blown perversion and trying to normalize it. It's exactly what that said, ages three to eight. This is why they go after the kids in pre-K now. And they're going after two of them basically in the preschool, in the kindergarten. And they're trying to do transgender story hour with them and trying to teach them and make them have all these gender fluid terms and all these ideas that five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve year olds have no business being involved in whatsoever. If you started talking 10, 20 years ago to parents and saying, hey, would you be okay if we teach your five year old, you know, about, you know, gender theories and how they can be a boy or a girl? They want to change their gender and they can be a cross-dresser. I can guarantee you the vast, vast majority of every single parent would say, absolutely not. I, that's not okay. Why would you even think that? They're five years old. Why would you even suggest that, you pervert? But now 
it's become this new normal. That you can't say anything about it or else you're a transgender, homophobic, racist, neo-Nazi, skinhead, Russian supporter. You just look like what the terminology is now. I'm being sarcastic, but that's the, you add those together, that's what they do now. They completely and totally try to eviscerate you if you question it. If you even question it, say, um, I'm not sure I want my child being taught this at five years old. What? Why are you so transphobic? I'm using that voice. A grown man in a dress with a wig on. Say, why are you transphobic? I'm transphobic because I'm looking at a grown man right now that's acting like a pedophile, dressed up as a female, that's wanting to teach my children about why it's okay for you to pretend like you're a female. Anybody else think that's even remotely okay? I don't. I know a lot of people don't. But why in the world has it become this new normal now? Well, it's because it's the normalization of perversion. Because remember, once you start going to that realm, that dark realm that these guys are in, there is no level of debauchery too high. There's none. There's no restrictions on anything. There's no cap on some say, you know, this is where I stop with this. This is my line. I don't get any more perverted than this. It doesn't exist. Once people go to that realm, they go all the way to the top to the weirdest, most sadistic aspects, all the way down to trying to mess around with children, as sick as it gets. That's where they go. And that's the same people that are trying to tell you you need to be accepted and basically complacent with them teaching this to your children. My answer is absolutely not. If you can't get the school boards in your area to basically listen to you and they refuse to acknowledge this, then by all means, pull your kids out of it. That's why this thing happened down here in Florida with this bill they passed. Grant, I think it should have gone higher than third grade, but at least it's making something of a difference, especially these young, young kids. That's why I continue to tell people, make sure you get the truth out there. Also, too, in other news, as Dad was saying, another reason, too, why it's happening is because so many people are refusing to take care of themselves. People have been asking me now for weeks now, I told you this the other day, about iodine. We're in iodine for radiation exposure. Guys, I've told you before, iodine is a staple I take every single day, 12.5 milligrams of molecular iodine. It's unbelievably good for the immune system. It's unbelievably good to support the thyroid. It unbelievably is good to fight off viruses. It's crucial. Now, suddenly everybody's thinking about it, and that's cool. That's fine. But understand, it needs to be a staple supplement. If you want to have backup bottles of it for some type of radiation exposure, if something occurs with this stupid conflict that now has gotten so mainstream, then by all means, have some backup on it. But don't be sitting there all of a sudden saying, oh, I need to go pay $150 for one single pack of iodine on eBay because it's, I can have it in six weeks. That's all the other day. Pre-order of iodine on eBay. People are tired $149 for it. It's insane. I told you guys I don't price gouge on anything. I still have a bunch of I ordered more yesterday. We've got more coming in stock. If people need it. They have it. I take it every day. That's why it's in a lot of our immune support kits. Continue to look at what you're putting in your body. Same thing goes with fluoride. Lynn had an argument the other day, my wife, with one of her friends that she knows that basically is a uh, dental hygienist. And she was asking, you don't give your kids fluoride at all? Lana goes, no, I would never give my children fluoride. It's a neurotoxin. What are you talking about? Oh, no. They've shown it's extremely healthy for the teeth. And he goes, it's not extremely healthy for the teeth. My mom is a dental hygienist, and she refuses to use fluoride or administer fluoride. No, 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 no. You don't understand. It's really, really good for the teeth. She goes, my kids don't use fluoride. They don't have cavities. Austin's never used fluoride. He doesn't have cavities. Uh, United States is one of the only countries that loves to basically contaminate the water with fluoride. If anybody didn't know, almost all normal high-end European countries refuse to fluoridate their water. That's Austria, Belgium, Finland, France, Germany, Hungary, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Norland, Ireland, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, Scotland, Ireland, Italy. The list keeps going on. 
None of them use fluoride in their water. And if you look at the dental research, they all have healthier teeth compared to people in countries that heavily fluorite their water. It's called dental fluorosis. It actually rots your teeth and makes them brittle and fall apart from getting too much fluoride. But yet, if you get a small amount of it, it makes your teeth stronger. Yeah, because that's science, right? It's not science. They found out fluoride is incredibly good to make people passive and sterile. That's why they put it in the water right after World War II once they found the research that was going on in Nazi Germany. Do research, my friends. You don't have to believe what I say. Do your own research. Do your own independent research. Though. Don't just go, oh, I'm going to look on CNN and see what's the truth about fluoride. Do your own independent research and look at the real scientific studies that occur that talk about this stuff. Thank you again for getting the truth out there and talking about it. It's so inc- crucial. So crucial. We're getting the truth out there right now. Product of the week, you guys voted, and it won the Testo Plus. That's our natural testosterone booster. That product stacks very well also with the Tribulus Fuel. And if you have any issues with elevated estrogen from the increased amount of testosterone, run the DIM Estrogen Control. That's the stack that I always recommend that works great. The Testo Plus with the tongue, or with the Tribulus or the Tongat Alley and the DIM Estrogen Control. And, of course, don't forget about the vitamin E, zinc, and ultimate multiple all to keep your base together for healthy, you know, basically testosterone levels in males. So that'll be going on sale on the website here shortly. Be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. Thank you again, my friends, for an awesome show again today. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for getting the truth out there and forwarding our shows. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.